So, Jim, tell me how you discovered um, that Lexio Divina is a really good tool in in order to accompany somebody. Well, honestly, it was really trial and error. So, I I served as a focus missionary for almost twenty years, and uh, in my time as a missionary on the ground and then coaching missionaries, I I started to see this this pattern where if I could get out of the way and, and let Jesus do the heavy lifting. Things happened faster and deeper than when I came in with my own agenda. Uh, and and I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, as a as a missionary working with you know young college men, uh, I, I have to be honest. Sometimes I'd get frustrated. I, I see this this gap in this young man's life, and he's just he's not stepping into where the Lord is calling him to share his faith with others. And so, as I'm preparing for this time spent with this young man. I'm letting my my own frustration become this lens where my prayer ends up being something like this. Okay, Lord, you know, what, what Dave needs is a, is a good, swift kick in the butt. So, I, Lord, this, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan, and I, I ask you to help me and, and make my foot strong. And, and I, <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I've, decided, I've decided this is what I'm going to do. Jesus, here's what I'm doing please help me. And if I could sum up the shift uh, that the Lord did for me uh, as I try to accompany other people, is my prayer changed to this. Lord, what are you doing, and how can I help? And that made all the difference. When I came with my agenda, what I was going to do, and I asked Jesus to help, it's not that it was bad, but it was often subtly off the mark. When I began to ask Jesus, what are you doing, and how can I help, the ways that I ended up helping were suddenly so much easier and more natural. They fit my, my story and my life. I was able to do it with freedom and joy and less judgment. And the key to all of that was bringing the Word of God into the center. So what I began to do is I, I would start with uh, shared Lexio Divina. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a natural talker, and so part of this resolution was just like, I'm just going to let Jesus talk first. So we'd, we'd do shared Lexi Divina. You know, we'd read it out loud, we'd pause and kind of start to notice things, and we'd share that back and forth, and we'd read it again, and, you know, let, let, let the Lord kind of deepen what was happening there. And, and then we you know, kind of read it again, and it's like, okay, this is what I really hear the Lord saying to me. And so we'd be sharing back and forth. Kind of typical of anybody's ever done, you know, shared Lexio Divina. But what I started to notice is, like, three things really happened. Number one, I started to, to notice, like, that the Lord was saying something to them in my presence. That when I prayed for them, and I interceded for them, just, you know, in the course of just praying for people in my life, Sometimes those prayers would become questions, like, Lord, like, what's, what is up with Dave? Like, why won't he get moving? And sometimes those questions would be answered, you know, in my prayer time. Sometimes it would be answered just in the course of conversation. But there was always this privileged moment where when Dave and I would sit down and pray together, I could hear Jesus discipling him. I could hear what Jesus was saying to him. Now, hopefully Jesus was saying all sorts of stuff 
you know, to Dave in, in Dave's personal prayer. But when Dave and I sat down together and I listened to what the Lord was saying to him through Scripture, that was my cue as to how I fit in. And, and as I said earlier, when I started to, like, jump in there, it just was easy, and it fit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Lord, this is, like, just, just like what you did in my life. And suddenly my sharing was more, and, and my encouragement was, well, it was actually encouragement. It was actually, like, a natural witness. And Jesus is like, well, duh, that's, that's, why I brought you, that's why I brought you here. Like, that's why, that's why I'm using you in his life, because it actually fits. That's, that's beautiful, Jim. That really is. So, so you, you kind of mentioned a couple of things, but can you give some tips for people who want to start down this path of accompanying people through uh, Lexio Divina? Um, maybe some do's and don'ts that you found over the years. Um, because obviously, you know, people are yeah. going to learn um, and make mistakes, of course, but I think maybe it could be helpful to, to kind of uh, make them learn from your mistakes and your successes yeah. too. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, it, the, the first one is, is really just letting, letting the conversation start there, right? Let Jesus talk first. So if you're planning on hanging out, if you're going to get a beer or a coffee or a meal together, to try and really give the first 10, 15 Maybe even in certain circumstances, even the first 30 minutes, just give that first time to the Lord. Because even if we're not particularly conscious, it shapes the rest of the conversation, the rest of the activity, whatever else we talk, talk about, and do. So to try and give the first bit to Jesus, that's that's like probably the, the number one thing, which, again, for those of us who are talkers, a little, a little harder for us, maybe. Um the, the second is to really go to the to the Gospels. Um, and what I love to do is I used to love to pray with the upcoming Sunday Gospel or one of the Sunday readings. Probably what you, you probably want it short, maybe about you know like anywhere from seven to ten verses maximum. And what would be beautiful about that is like the Lord would speak and that, that moment of encounter would then show up again three, four, five days later uh, when they'd come back to the Sunday liturgy. And it was, it, without me having to say anything, they could start to experience this connection between their personal prayer and their communal liturgical prayer. Um, and then the last thing is, I was like, just read it yourself. Um, sometimes we have this kind of participatory thing, like in you know high school English class, like, okay, now the next person has to read. And some people are still scarred from that, and they get a little self-conscious about reading out loud. So don't hesitate to read it yourself, because sometimes, you know, usually people are reading along, but it's just nice to like have some an app or you know go to the go to a website where you get, you have the Bible. And both of you have it, but one one person, and usually I would say, take that obligation yourself to read it um, so they can just be present to the Word. Because some people get self-conscious about reading out loud. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So is there a specific example you can share where where you did this? And, and I'm specifically wondering, how did it work out over time? Like, how did this example of accompanying someone through Lexio Divina help um, that person develop as a disciple? Yeah. You know, I mean, I can think, I'll actually give you two examples. Uh, one is, you know, David is not a fictitious person where I actually came in, you know, wanting to like give this guy a challenge. 
And as I started to listen to what the Lord was saying, the Lord was just offering encouragement and freedom. And when I leaned into that, everything just freed up. Um, so that is not, that's not an imagined example, um, or not a made up example, but there was a real David in my life where I, I had to like, Oh, okay, Jesus. Well, fine. I had an agenda, but let's try it your way this time. And if that doesn't work, then I'm going <laughs> to, then I'm going to take over again. And, uh, of course, Jesus was way worked. Um, so that's one very kind of, I don't know, maybe more typical example. Uh, and then a dramatic example, I was, you know, just friends with a guy in my parish and, uh, we were working on a, a parish project together, and I was kind of in business mode, and then I was like, hey, let's just pray together first, and as we're having this conversation as it's unfolding, again, it was just the Sunday gospel. I didn't engineer the thing. He's like, you know, I feel like, I, like I'm actually headed down that wide path to hell, and I don't feel like I'm really letting God like be a real part of my life. And I was like, wow. And then I was able to very naturally to say, like, you know, have I ever told you my story? And I just was able to share the gospel in the context of my story. I didn't plan on doing that when we were hanging out. We we were going to, we, we had like a little business agenda. We were planning a project. But we just did, you know, rather than a quick Hail Mary at the start of our planning meeting, you know, we did a, we did a little bit of Lexio. And the Lord made it really clear what he wanted to talk about. Uh, and, uh, you know, this guy still looks back on, on that moment as a real pivotal moment in his, in his life. Um, so it's, it's beautiful to see what the Lord does when we give him, give him the time. That's, that's beautiful too, man. That's really great. So last question is, so, so you've done this obviously a lot over the years, and you you obviously know um, the power of of the Word of God. So you've seen changes in other people, but how do you think it's affected you, and how have you grown in faith through all this? Because I think there's two parts to the equation. You you obviously want yeah. to help make disciples, but you're also in a sense discipling yourself because it's not a yeah. one way street. So I'm wondering quickly how how do you think you've grown in faith through this? You know, I mean, I think they always say, like, you learn something deeper when you teach it to others. Part of the genius is, is that, yeah, I mentioned earlier, you hear what Jesus is saying, and you take your cues about how to serve people from what you hear Jesus saying uh, to the person you're with. But then Jesus is also speaking to you at the same time. And your attentiveness to, like, to listen well to that and to model transparency and vulnerability and honesty in your prayer. Um, I mean, it's easy when you're kind of praying alone sometimes to just, I don't know, to, to check out, to kind of fake it. But when I'm praying with other people, it, it's, there's something about the, the power of the, the two of us together. And, um, and I think just the, the power of wanting to, uh, to pray well as a model that my own prayer gets, gets deeper and richer. Um, cause I just, I feel like, I mean, I never intentionally fake it, but it's, it's so easy to check out when I'm alone. And, and when I'm with someone, uh, I, I just feel like I, and I have to be honest about what the Lord is doing and saying in my heart, uh, with discretion, of course, but in that prayer time. And I think oftentimes that may be just as much of a gift, uh, to the other person in that, 
you know, we learn. The scripture's full of stories. Uh, the lives of the saints are full of stories where we, we get a glimpse into other people's prayer. Uh, and then the Lord, in those times, teaches us uh, how he wants how he wants to, to, to be in relationship and be in conversation with his people.